0: All right, welcome back to NOVA Sports Show for another episode here today. Now, today we're going to be going over some NBA stuff instead of the original NFL format that we've been going over. We went over the NFL predictions for the season as well as going over the NFL overview, right? Went over the whole week one. We do Sundays in the books, right? We're doing Monday night football tonight. Big for some fantasy people, right? Could be a win-or-lose scenario in the NFL. But we're going to talk about the NBA instead. alright We're going to talk about the Clippers getting eliminated. We're going to talk about the Raptors getting eliminated from the uh, conference semis. As well, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. the Clippers and Raptors are the main teams to talk about. Maybe even the Bucs. We'll throw the Bucs in there. I don't really have much to say about the Rockets getting out. Actually, we will talk a little bit about small ball. Right, we'll talk a little bit about what they should do with Russ and all that. Other than that, we'll, we'll primarily be going over that. And then we'll be going over the conference finals, what we believe can happen from here. And then we'll be going over the finals, what I believe can happen there. So let's start with the Clippers versus the Nuggets. Now, the Nuggets came off a 3-1 win against Utah. They were down 3-1. They came back from 3-1 down and win the Series 4-3, led by Jamal Murray's insane performances. Jamal Murray. That team's not, or it is. I keep hearing Jokic's name thrown in there. Why are we not talking about Jamal Murray? He's arguably the best player on that on that team. I mean, I've I've seen him dominate games. On ways Jokic has not dominated. With still much respect to both of those players. I think both have a great opportunity in Denver to show what they have. And let's say if they're in a big marketplace like LA, they wouldn't be showing that, right? But I like what they're showing down there in Denver. They have a lot of promise, even if they don't win it this year. They still have a bunch of promise. Now let's talk about the Clippers. They come off of a 4-2 victory against Dallas, if I'm correct. I believe it was a 4-2 victory. Some controversial things happened throughout that series, and the team looked struggleful with uh, games against a Mavericks team without Kristaps Porzingis for a majority of that series, without many key players for a majority of that series. Why are we not talking about that? Uh, the Clippers struggled We uh, round one, but they, they didn't have a, a full, healthy roster, right? They didn't play everybody. Everybody didn't play to full speed. So, people thought maybe they are just taking a slow, but then they walked into Denver. And when they took the 3-1 lead, people were like, all right, that's easy. Clippers in five. Game five goes by, and they lose. Not much to talk about. It. It's fine. It's fine. Clippers in six, right? Then the sixth game goes by. They're winning. Big at the half. I believe this was on the Sunday that football began, uh, week one Sunday. Because I remember looking at the score, being like, oh, looks like the Clippers are going to get the best of it. You head on to the uh, conference finals. Nuggets make a return. They come back in the second half. They fire on all cylinders and people are immediately going from Clippers in six to still Clippers in seven, right? But they're still talking about how Doc Rivers has inconsistencies. This is not the first time he's blown a lead. Why are we not discussing this? That's what Clippers fans were mad about. They were talking about how they should fire Doc Rivers in the offseason. I just find it funny how the Clippers fans flip-flop, right? They're either super happy for their team one day, and then the next day they're like, look, we need to blow it up. Like, they loved Paul George's acquisition, uh, originally, right, to acquire him. And then as soon as he has some bad games, you wish you never traded him? I mean, would the team be better off with Shai Gilgeous and Danilo Gallinari? Arguably, yes, and you'd get those picks back. You could argue it, but would Kawhi be in an LAC jersey if it wasn't for Paul George? No, he wouldn't. So that's the thing that I don't think Clippers fans are understanding. Sure, you traded all those picks, but technically you traded that for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi was probably going to sign with the Lakers if you did not pull in Paul George. So, still much respect to, to the team uh, for overall doing that, right? But then Game 7 comes in, right? Another big-time lead, but to end the game, the Nuggets win by, like, 20. It wasn't close. It was a 20-point win to make them back-to-back 3-1 series comebacks. Kawhi Leonard struggled within that Game 7. Paul George continued to struggle throughout the whole playoffs, pretty much. He had, like, maybe two good games. In around, what, uh, seven plus six, 13 games, he had around two good ones. That's not very impressive, Paul George. You're supposed to be a star. Come on. You got to do better than that. And then we had the conversations of should Kawhi have stayed in Toronto? I'm not going to go in-depth with that. Would he have won a championship again in Toronto? I'm not going to say he would have. I don't know. Uh, I'm not really going to make a prediction on that. It's theoretical. There's no point in really going over it, right? But that's what happened. The Clippers lose. Nuggets run to the conference finals. What's What some moves they can make? I don't think they should trade Paul George. I think they should run it back, ideally. Try to give Montrezl Harrell what he wants. And if he's gone, this team might be struggleful next year. Because without Montrezl, Har- without Montrezl Harrell, the previous six-man of the year, That's a big part of your bench. That's a big part of your team. That's part of the grit that this team brings. You're going to need to make some moves. I don't know what those moves may be yet. So we shall see what the Clippers do, though. It should be an interesting offseason for a lot of teams. Next, let's move on to the Raptors, who lose to the Boston Celtics in seven games in a questionable referee series. Uh, whether it be towards the Celtics or towards the Raptors, the referees made some bad calls to both sides in each game. That's why I believe it offsets. Made some calls to get them that ratings up, and arguably I think both teams deserved that game seven. I, I wanted the Raptors to win that because I did predict the Raptors and the Rockets actually to make the finals. I expected the Rockets to do what they were doing uh, early on with small ball as well as what they early on did in the bubble. I expected Westbrook to come back and make a big impact. He did not do that. I should have known he's not been a clutch player. In recent years, all right? He's just not a... I mean, they're relying on him way too much. I mean, you're expected to get three rebounds. You get three rebounds against the Lakers. Lakers are a lot bigger, but that doesn't mean you can only get three rebounds. You got to do better than that if you're the center piece of that team. But Raptors lose. Siakam did terrible in that series. When I say terrible, I mean terrible. Lowry despite all this talk he shouldn't have been an all-star all that talk about him he was the franchise player in toronto as far as i watch as far as i've seen grabbing 30 point games stuff why are we not calling kyle lowry at least an all-star arguably i'm not saying he is the best raptor of all time because that's absurd to say it's in terms of skill, he's not the best Raptor of all time, but in terms of work ethic, in terms of who I want branding my team in Toronto, I'm taking Kyle Lowry as the best Raptor of all time. He's what everybody should look to if you're in a Raptors jersey. You should look up to Kyle Lowry, what he has done for the organization. Him and Damar made their staple on the organization. Vince Carter and Kawhi are probably the most skilled to come through that team, but in terms of the brand that they need to go off of, I'm saying Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, and I'm going to go with Kyle Lowry. Lowry got the chip, and he stayed. I think Lowry could finish his career in Toronto. He had some years in Houston as well as Memphis, I believe. He didn't do what he did now in Toronto, though. All right, and That's big to see. He set his ups. He set his downs in Toronto. He They were talked about trading him this season, and that didn't happen. I'm glad to see it. Hopefully, he can stay within the organization for the rest of his career. And I, I hope to see the Raptors back in this spot next year. And I think people are already doubting them, which I think can make them strive even harder. I mean, people are doubting this depth that this team has, and that's stupid. Nick Nurse just got an extension, by the way. Respect to him. He got $8 million a year. I do not know the exact years, but $8 million a year is quite a bit of money for a coach. So after that, we need to move on and go out here and talk about the Milwaukee Bucks. They struggled. And you can't use the Giannis excuse that much, right? Giannis just struggled, I mean, against Bam out uh, of defense on uh, defense, uh, and he str- he didn't want to guard Jimmy Butler early in that series. I I know he was the Defensive Player of the Year, but having one steal and one block should not have won him DPOY. Arguably, last year he should have won it, maybe. If you're going to make that argument, I'm, I'm not going to argue that. This year he did not deserve the Defensive Player of the Year award. Anthony Davis did deserve it. He didn't get it. If you're going to make the argument for him, it should have been last year, it shouldn't have been this year. That's a stupid award to give him, and I think they need to start waiting to do awards until the end of the season because this man did terrible in the playoffs. and He did good against the Magic, right? But That's the Magic. Who was going to match up against Giannis? Aaron Gordon? I mean, Jonathan Isaac was injured. I mean, if Isaac was healthy, though, I mean, maybe he could match up against Giannis a little bit better. But no, no one was going to match up against Giannis in the Magic series. Struggles against Miami. Jimmy Butler immediately. People have been talking about him so including myself of him being overrated it's no longer that time to make that argument now when people start to put him in the top conversation when people start to put him in the top conversation that's when you make a line you draw it you say look he's not in the top top 5 conversation right he's not out there but i'm completely fine with you making the argument of him being top 10 definitely a top 15 player in the league based off his defense and overall mentality of the game fits great in Miami so all really going to go over from Milwaukee and Miami for the second round. Let's move on. Let's go over to the opposite side. Actually, let's let's actually revisit the Milwaukee situation real quick. What are they going to do in the offseason? They're going to probably look to bring in CP3 and a deal sending blood. So away and some contract filler and bring in a star player. That'd be the third all-star making them competitive with a team like maybe, I mean, pretty much every team in the East they should be even more competitive with bringing him in a third all-star, assuming Chris Paul keeps the same level of play. That's a big assumption to say he can keep the same level of play, but if he can, then that Bucks team will be something to watch out for. Now let's move into Houston, not gonna talk about LA because they breezed past him. But let's talk about Houston. They do terrible. Westbrook does terrible. Harden, I mean, compared to what he usually does, does terrible. All these players on that Houston team just did terrible in general. Daniel House was immature. Got suspended. Kicked out of the bubble. Uh, Westbrook, there's been talks about him being traded to places like New York. That's the only place I've heard has interest in Westbrook. I've heard no trade rumors from Harden. I think a lot of teams need to think about Russell Westbrook being that type of player, though. There's some teams who are looking for that last piece. I don't believe there's many teams who need a player like Westbrook in today's NBA, but I think a team like the Heat, despite his contract being as big as it is, would benefit greatly from bringing in Russell Westbrook. But if they're going to try to make a run at Giannis, it'd be stupid to bring in Westbrook. So the biggest location for him right now would be the New York Knicks, which would probably include some players like Julius Randle, maybe uh, Portis's player option, Cynthia Houston with a pick maybe for Westbrook. Um, and I love Russell Westbrook. I do. I really don't want to see him in New York because in New York, let's just be honest, that's where every career comes to die. No one makes it out in New York as a star. Just doesn't happen. And people are underestimating uh, him. Um, they're saying he shouldn't been on all NBA teams. He averaged 27th throughout the year, which I believe was 6th or 7th amongst the league. 27 points is quite a bit. Uh, he averaged a good amount of rebounds, a good amount of assists, didn't average triple double, which is what he's known for. And now, um, he's an aggressive player, would benefit playing in Miami due to the culture they have set up, and he'd overall be a pretty good fit there. But the 38 million dollars is not something the Heat are even willing to consider. So let's move on to the Conference Finals, where we will we will predict the remainder of it. Lakers are up 2-0. The Heat are up 2-1. All right. So Game Three, give me the Nuggets. Okay. Game Four, give me the Lakers. Game Five, give me the Nuggets. Game Six, give me the Nuggets. Game Seven, give me the Lakers. So the Nuggets will bring it from 3-1 to 3-3. People are like, oh my gosh, the Nuggets may have just came back from 3-1. But no, they don't end up doing it. The Lakers finish it off in a seven-game series where they win it. Lakers are in the finals. All right, next up, let's move to Miami versus Boston. Game four, give me Miami. So now they're up 3-1. Game five, give me Miami. Team's going to win 4-1. That was my original prediction. I'm not going back on it. Congrats to Boston on the one win they got. At least she didn't get swept. But the Heat are in the finals versus Los Angeles Lakers. Where we have Jimmy Butler versus LeBron. Bam versus Anthony Davis. I think AD and um, Bam and LeBron and Jimmy match up so well. That that will be a fun series to watch. People are underestimating Miami Heat. As how good they match up with Los Angeles. And they have more depth. Watch out for Miami. They could win championship this year. I'm not saying they will. We're going over there right now, though. Give me the Heat game one. I know it's crazy, huh? Lakers game two. Lakers game three. Heat game four, so 2-2. Lakers game five. And Lakers game six. I have Lakers winning it in six games. Respect to Miami. They're going to be a consistent threat for the, probably all of Tyler Harris's career. He could have a similar effect to Dwayne Wade. But That's all I have to talk about for today's podcast. Thank you so much for watching.